Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurks that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 50, season 3, episode 14, The Fun Cooker, originally airing March 12th, 2009. David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. This is an extremely zany episode. Very zany, yes. In which, let's see, one, Tracy and Jenna are uh, doing commentary for the St. Patrick's Day Parade, but Jenna passes out and Tracy curses on live TV, which the FCC isn't happy with, so they fine him. But then he realizes he has the money to pay the fine, so if you have money, you can do anything you want. <laughs> Meanwhile, Liz has been called for jury duty. And unlike in Chicago, her Princess Leia outfit won't get her out of uh, won't get her out of it. So yeah. she has to serve as a juror on an arson trial and uh, really connects with the accused in yeah. the case. <laughs> um, uh, right. Oh, right. So Jenna realizes that it's pretty tough to do, do both the girly show and her Janis Joplin, Janie Jimplin biopic. So she gets military-grade military industrial grade. strength anti-sleeping pills so she can do everything. Yep. And finally, uh, the, the, the right Jack... Oh, God, what is that one? Uh, finally, Jack commandeers the writer's room while Liz Lemon is out to get them to come up with... The new name for the mini microwave. To get them to come up with new names... To get them to come up with a new name for the mini microwave. Yes. Very well. Before we go any further, I just there's a t- couple things I need to uh, correct about last week's episode. One minor one we should discuss real quick. Uh, I originally, this is a very minor thing, but just for record keeping, last week's episode originally aired March fifth, two thousand and nine. I originally said the nineteenth. That's oh. on me. My bad. Um, well, that changes but, everything. I know. Uh, anyway, the second thing. So remember, we were talking about the Neo line and how it changed. There's the yeah. line. You were on the right track when you said it was probably someone who just got in trouble. Think in your brain around that time who just got in trouble for something that would have been an R&B artist. Uh, an R&B artist. Big R&B artist. Um, Chris it? Brown. Yep. That was originally the line was. Uh, and uh, so originally when it was running on Netflix in a syndication, they had that line. The line changed for the uh. DVD and the line changed for... Um, the Hulu because yeah. when someone said Chris Brown, it clicked in my head because the line is a little bit different. So she does say Chris Brown, but Liz's reaction was with you, with you, with you, with you. That's her uh, reaction. And I was like, I knew it. I knew I'd heard that somewhere. And I, I hate myself for not catching that in the research that that was what the line was changed from. But it totally makes sense because it was literally he did that in February 2009. Because the great the Grammys would have been. And then a month later, this episode's airing. And uh, that was when he was just found. I think he was either uh, not acquitted. I think he was just found guilty like right before this episode premiered. So they were like, we got to fix that. They just So they did a really quick rush. Mm. and So we were on the right track. We just didn't quite connect with it. But yeah, so... Uh, that's all. Uh, but yes, going back to this episode, very packed episode, but it's also everything's sort of connected. Like you, ke- everything has to be working together in this episode for all of the plots to make sense. And it's almost just, it's another one of those rapid fire 30 rock episodes. Yeah. There's Cause very there's, little breathing room. No. And it's like how, so how many plots do we, is that like four different plots that we set out then? Yeah. Liz, <clears throat> Liz, Liz, jury duty, Tracy, uh, FCC, FCC. Uh, Jenna Liz, juggling the two jobs, yeah. and then Jack's yeah. mini microwave. Oh, and actually, Ken has Kenneth, Kenneth has a really minor storyline because he, uh, he yeah. he's in charge of the office very briefly while yeah. Liz is so at the courthouse. It's, it's a very packed episode, and this is the second episode written by Donald Glover. So I think it has his stamps all over it, just in terms of the zaniness. So. Yeah, very, 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 very busy episode, but also a very funny episode. Yeah, it's an excellent episode. Yeah. I honestly, I didn't have. Yeah. I mean, I I had memory of the larger plots like Liz and Jury Duty mm-hmm. and Jenna and the Janice Joplin thing, but I didn't individually remember this episode, which is surprising because yeah. it's a really strong. There's one. a lot of yeah. Doctor Spaceman's back. That's like right. Yeah, but I think I think this episode benefits from not having a very um, strong guest actor or actress in it like it doesn't rely on that like it yeah. relies on the core cast well i would say um, not that jackie hoffman plays the right right, right, right. defendant I mean, like, in the I mean, arson case the last few episodes we've had yeah 
Jeff, John Hamm and Selma Hayek. That's true. So a lot of it's, the plots devoted to them. This yeah. is more just the core name. cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she is a pretty. Uh, well, she's a character actor who's done a lot of things. Yeah. I, I was gonna say popular, but I, I, I mean, I don't know if she's popular, but she's definitely she has a large body of work. Yeah, she's, she to me, she's like that Jason Mantzoukas level yeah. of, of celebrity or uh, character actor where they're just in a ton of things, so you recognize them. Yeah. You may not know their name, um, but they're just kind of everywhere. Um, but yeah, we'll talk more about her as we as we get along. But um, yeah, so any other thoughts before we hop into the fun cooker? Let's hop Let's into, hop the, fun into cooker. the fun cooker. All right. So basically, the oh, cold opening is going to just give us Liz's new outlook on life. She's going to decork and I. Dec- oh, it's such a hard word to say because it's not a real word. She's going to decork. Decork. Oh my god! Can you help me out here? Dec. Corna guys, she's gonna decorate and organize. It's a portmanteau of those two words. Corna guys, she says it in the after the cold open. Decorganize her life. Decorganize. I feel dumb. Decorganize. Decorganize. Because it's not a common. It's not a word we say. Miss Lemon, let me help you out. Thanks, Kenneth. What are all these little plastic containers for? Are you pickling squirrel meat? Because I can lend you my skull presser. No, Kevin. I went to the new flagship compartment store on Fifth Avenue and got everything I need to get my life in order. There's a stacker thing to separate your junk mail from your humidifier catalogs, a thing you stick on your laptop that holds your keys, a round plastic deal that holds your shoes with a pocket for a photograph of what shoes are in there. I'm going to become wonderful. It's a new beginning, like a phoenix rise. <laughs> or maybe this is going to be the worst day ever. She telegraphed that one. Poor Liz, just when she was getting her life in order thanks to the, not container store, the compartment store. <laughs> the compartment store on Fifth Avenue, which I imagine, I assume that does well. There's a lot, of, a lot of containers in compartments. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe this was her resolution for the new year, even though we're three months into it. <laughs> sure. But you got to start sometime. Well, um, I mean, you know, a new beginning after the whole baby thing, because, I mean, she, she was she was really into that at the end of the last episode and it didn't work out. So yeah. it would make sense for her to want to move on into something yeah. else. Again, I think we talked about like, so the production order of this entire series, there's only one episode that was aired out of production order. And that was because of the writer's strike. So, in terms of storytelling, this is picking up right off of last week's episode. The adoption stuff seemingly is just out the window because it doesn't come up at all. Like, this would have been, like, a good sort of opening to the season yeah. of, like, all right, new year, new me. That's good. Liz Lemon's going to do it. So, but, like, it's coming right off of last week's episode where she was hard up, where she was basically going to take someone's baby. And now she's, like, well, not even a, a, bloop, a bloop on the radar. It's I will say like, explicitly yes. However... I think this episode does actually carry on the whole motherhood thing, which I'll talk about in a later scene Ooh. because there's one scene that really encapsulated. I think that that, that it's it never explicitly talked about adopting her wanting baby, but I think it. I mean, probably intentionally, but even if not, thema- you know, thematically, it still definitely carries on her, you know, mother. Okay. Yeah, that's it's fair. Thing. I think I know what scene you're talking about, but yeah. we'll be. F- We'll be happily surprised. Um, so we come back um, to the writer's room, and Liz is already just disgruntled, and she just asks for 12 hours of coolness from her staff. But surprise, jury duty. Okay, morning meeting. Everybody shut up. Shut up, Lutz. Already today, I have lost faith in decorganizing, chipped a tooth, uh-huh, and lost a shoving match to what I thought was a female bike messenger. So I am asking all of you for the next 12 to 14 hours to just be cool. Let's have a normal day. Yeah, guys, seriously, be cool. Why are you not wearing pants? They still have the heat set for winter and my office is boiling. Put on your pants, Frank. Sri, please make me a dentist appointment for today. You can't go today, you you have jury duty. What? No, I'm registered in Illinois. How did New York find me? I changed your voter registration for you. What's wrong? You told me to be more proactive. No, I told you to buy more proactive. So that's a really clever bit of information because now we know that Liz Lemon has not voted. 
since she moved from Illinois. Well, no, she says she's not in New York, but she says she's she always she she never changed her voter registration because she likes to vote in a swing state. That's what she said because the last time she got called for jury duty, you're right. I totally remember that now. Alex said, "Why don't you never change your residence?" She's like, "No, I like to vote in a swing state." That's right. She I remember vote. now. I remember Just now. Also, Illinois not is not a swing state. state. She lives in. And it wasn't that either, but that's okay. <laughs> so, well, nice, I stand corrected. Nice I thought try. they were doing something very clever there and, and doing some critiques, but I totally forgot about that, but I remember now. But she also so. did say she was probably going to vote for um, who was running in 2008. Gary Johnson. No, the other mainline guy, not Obama. McCain? Yeah. Because like, when... when there, she, no. Yeah, yeah, she's saying, I think when she was announcing, no, because she says, maybe it's coming later, but she says a line where, like, I'll tell my friends I'm going to vote for a Yeah, no, that, that, that happened. happened, that already happened, yeah. Is that the airplane scene? I want to say, yeah, I was going to say, it was, it was, I remember. It was like a confession. It, exactly, it was a confession thing, so it might have been the airplane one, yeah. when she was, yeah. I would tell my, I told friends I'm voting for Obama, but I yeah. secretly vote for McCain. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, Liz is called for jury duty, but before she can step out, she's called up to Jack's office where Liz, uh, Jenna and Tracy are in trouble for ruining the St. Patrick's Day parade. Lemon, have a seat. It was very simple. I asked you two to host NBC's live coverage of the St. Patrick's Day parade, read from the cue cards, promote the show. So would you please explain to Mr. O'Cannon here why it went so very wrong? Sir, as I'm sure you know from reading my blog, I'm currently shooting a feature film inspired by, but for legal reasons, not based on Janis Joplin. Synonyms, just another word for the word you want to use. We can't sing the original songs, but it's going to be phenomenal. But, you know, between filming the movie at night and working here during the day, I am so exhausted, sir. So when I got to the parade... That's no excuse, you banshee. You and this gravy face have swarmed up a real Donnybrook. Here comes the county court steppers. Their traditional dance celebrates the spirit and the ingenuity of the Irish people. Wake up, mother... <laughs> You're a disgrace. Passing out? And cursing on St. Patrick's Day? There's nothing sacred. I feel I should be rewarded for going this long without swearing on live TV. The FCC disagrees, and they've decided to make an example of you and fine you personally $50,000. 50 grand? Can anyone cut this in half? Look at you. I told you, you're spreading yourself too thin. I only heard the thin part, Liz. Lemon is right, Jenna. Obviously, you can't do both TGS and Janie Jimplin. I choose the movie. My face is bigger on movies. No, I don't mean quit. I mean, Liz will find a way to make both work. Am I right, Lemon? Well, I'll have to use you less in the show. And I'll scale back the movie. We could cut the lesbian scene. But the Oscars love that kind of thing. There's two guys in my gym named Oscar. Jenna, you have got to start taking care of yourself. You're a wreck. I am fine, Liz. Jenna, that's a glue stick. Mm? You're going to the doctor. Okay, great meeting. A couple of softball jokes in there in terms of swearing. And Irish are swearing and, drunks. And then the... Um, the uh, Oscars. The Oscar joke, and then the putting the glue stick on the lips. Oh, like, I, I, that one was funny. It's, I it's like funny, that one. It's funny, but it's still, it's like, okay, I've seen this a thousand times before. It's, but it but it's, still, it's still done well, because there's no laugh track, so yeah. it's not like you're forced to laugh at it or anything like that. There's no laugh track, so I don't have to be a contrarian and not laugh, because I don't want to laugh just because it tells me to. Exactly. So Jenna heads to Dr. Spichemin, who's going to give her some advice about how she can burn the candle at both ends. Jenna, I understand what it's like having too much on your plate. Between my medical practice and this job, I'm pulled in every direction. What can I do, doctor? I haven't been this tired since I was forced to do that dance marathon in Dubai. Well, I can give you these pamphlets on stress and diet and doing a movie and a TV show at the same time. But they're all going to tell you that you need to give something up. And they're wrong. You can burn the candle at both ends. Go on. Well, my lab work is in the field of sleep research, mostly because I checked the wrong box on a form once. We are currently working on a pill that keeps people awake under any circumstances. It's being funded by the U.S. military and the WNBA. But does it work? It's got my lab rats awake for days. But we're looking for human subjects. Where do I sign up? Oh, please. We don't want a paper trail. <laughs> uh, take 25 of these a day for the rest of your life so the pamphlet has Catherine Heigl 
Frankie Muniz, and Raven Simone. Okay, so Catherine Heigl was obviously doing Grey's Anatomy in some movie. Yep. What were the other, what movies Raven were Raven Simone was probably doing a bunch of Disney stuff, movies right. and shows, and Frankie Muniz would have been... Malcolm in the Middle is still there? Malcolm in the Middle was... That's the one in 2009? No. Or maybe he did at one point. Or maybe it's not necessarily currently, but like when he was doing Malcolm. I mean, yeah. So when he was doing, yeah, he was doing Agent Cody Banks. Oh, we'll see. There you go. Okay. Yeah, he was getting work. Yeah, he's set for life now. He's good. He's a race car driver now. I think. What? I don't think NASCAR. I think it's just like. Oh, I missed that storyline. I think that's what he's doing. But he apparently he's also crushing a Lizzo pretty hard too. His Twitter is. Oh really? Apparently, yeah. Apparently, he like. He's infatuated with her. Well, good for him. <laughs> yeah, no. There's a lot of clips that ugh, we're going to have to cut out of this because we're only five minutes in and I can play this entire episode. There's just so many beats. So Tracy approaches Liz um, after learning, after learn, trying to gain some money for his FCC fine, but he also comes to the realization that if you have infinite money, you can do, there are no, there are no consequences for your actions. You just pay everybody away. There you are, Liz Lemon. You want to buy half a watch? I have to pay my fine in cash. I guess FCC stands for Federal Bunch of Sticklers. Well, I hope you've learned a lesson from this. I sure have. I learned that if you pay some money afterwards, you can say whatever you want on TV. I can even say what Ernest Borgnine whispered to me at- No, stop. That's not the lesson. That's always the lesson. If you have money, you can do whatever you want. Now I'm off the appeal. I'm off the Stuart live. Oh, it's gonna be raunchy. So I regret having to do this to you because I know how much you love Fox and Friends. But I gotta show you a clip from Fox and Friends from I think it would be about 2007, 2008. So Ernest Borgnine <laughs> is a guest on this for whatever reason, and apparently he got in trouble for this for Uh-oh. this clip. I mean, it's it's so tame. It's like I'm not surprised he got in trouble from Fox for saying it because it's just like he doesn't say anything too outrageous, but. Uh, so this is a clip from the upload is 2008, so I'm assuming it's around that time. To the show show, but real quickly, you're 91 years old. You look fantastic. You look like you're, you're in your late 60s, uh, early 70s. What's the secret? I don't dare tell you. <laughs> no meat. You don't eat meat. I masturbate a lot. Okay, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Ernie. That was great. I actually heard that. Have, Ernie, have you ever been on YouTube before? <laughs> listen, listen. Yesterday, yesterday. What? what are you talking about? I love this guy. Okay, we're, we're going to take a quick time out. He'll be in the after the show. Log on to foxandfriends.com. That's so adorable. He looks like just a nice old man. That is a good, surprisingly wholesome moment. I was like, well, well. Yeah, no, I mean, if he said something really bad, I never would have played it. Yeah. Uh, and I well, also, because well, you prepped it with the Fox friends, I was like, oh my God. I, I, no, I, I, I thought it was going to be someone like bragging about like thing, whatever they can do no, with money, no. yada, yada. But that, no. that was much more wholesome. Yeah, no, because he's like, the, the opening of the clip, he's like, He's like, you're 91 years old. He looks great. He just like looks around and big smile on his face. He just looks so adorable. <laughs> I'm sure Ernest Borgnine's done some terrible things in his past, but that was a wholesome clip. I just thought I wanted to share that. <laughs> but I apologize for putting Fox and Friends on because well, we are not friends with Fox and Friends. <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like they're 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 rarely that upbeat and and uh, lighthearted ever these days i don't know maybe yeah. maybe they are i've maybe. never watched it so i have no idea yeah but the, the the line that tracy has about if you just have a, if I have all the money you can do whatever you want the the he, truest, he was way ahead of his time yeah, with that well that's not true because you could do it back then too but it seems like very on trend yeah. now yeah was it was it elon musk just settled out of just like he won that court case about calling that guy a pedophile yeah or the, the case was dismissed or he wasn't found liable or whatever Which, the yeah. legal I mean, even though he's we was. have record that he said it. Well, I, I think right. It, it wasn't in question that he said it, it, or that you know he actually made that action. It was that whoever the judge or the jury, whatever, found that it wasn't actually damaging to oh, yeah. the guy who sued him. I mean, I guess. It's well, that, I mean, that's the point. That's where you're. That's oh, what okay. that the guy sued him and said that he, it defamed him by calling him pedo guy. So mm-hmm. the whoever found that it didn't actually cause that much damage. Yeah, that's fair. To award fire damage. Yeah, I got nothing against Elon well, Musk. He's a he's a supervillain in some sort of weird comic real life way, but yeah, I got nothing against him. But maybe just don't 
Do you criticize someone did, like that? For, did, did you appear to your, your, your cyber truck or whatever Have it's called? I? I've got seven on the way. Oh boy. One for every day of the week. Oh I'm boy. I'm going to Liz heads to jury duty, and unfortunately, the Leia outfit, which uh, I'm surprised they brought this back so soon, because this is the early season three, so they they return to this joke pretty quick, but it's, it's, it's a funny bit, and I think it's the last time we see it. I don't think we see it again. She's carrying a Playgirl magazine. Yeah. Listen to me. I am not asking you this as the boss you love to undermine, but as the friend whose birthday you love to forget. Oops, just be normal sauce for like two hours. Please, I will be right back. Bye. And I don't really think it's fair for me to be on a jury because I'm a hologram. You seem fine to me. Report to jury room B. Charles, what now? <laughs> Huh? Wait, did you skip the scene where she's like talking to Tracy? Was that yeah, where she's talking yeah. like they're her I children? Cut, I had to cut some. Oh, is that the scene? You want yeah, to yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We'll go back. We'll, go well back. I mean, we. I mean, I can just. I can just talk about it. You don't have to. You don't have to play in the floor right now. Um, okay. So right before, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So right before Liz goes to court, she's she's harangued by uh, Tracy and Jenna on the layout, and this ties back to what I was saying at the beginning about how this sort of carries forward her thing about being a mother because it's reinforces well her her children are i'm well really everyone on the show but especially tracy and jenna so mm-hmm. she's basically i mean it's you know she's very explicitly saying things like a mother would say to her child if she was trying to discipline them or just you know handle them when she's about to go do something yeah, so something you say to the babysitter before you leave yeah exactly so so, so uh, yeah so that's why i would say that the her mother's storyline is very much continued just not explicitly mentioned and they don't bring up the adoption or anything but they're showing look these are really her children so yeah that's fair that's yeah. fair i never really read it that way but you're right it's i mean i guess the whole overarching thing of 30 rock was she wanted a baby the show was her baby metaphorically yeah. the entire time and then yeah, that's fair. That's a good read. Good job. So Liz is stuck at jury duty. She's not enough to get out of jury duty in New York. Uh, but Jack has a problem on his hands with the naming of his little pocket microwave. And he calls on the writers to help him out. Everyone shut up. Shut up, Lutz. Where's Lemon? She wants to get out of jury duty. Can we get lunch from McDonald's today? No. I need your creative input. I have spent the better part of the last three years developing a portable miniature microwave oven. Most of that time has been spent focused on coming up with a hip, edgy name for the product, something that will appeal to the marketing holy trinity, college students, the morbidly obese, and homosexuals. Unfortunately, legal just informed me that the name we settled on for our bite-sized microwave, the Bite Nuker, is highly offensive to those who speak either French or Dutch. A Franco-Dutchman would pronounce it Bet Nuker. Hey, that's awful. I'm sorry, Miss LaRoche Vanderhoot. This product rolls out in two days. We're in danger of losing the European market. Everyone here needs to brainstorm new names. Starting today, you are all members of the microwave division. We should make t-shirts. Yes, and you're in charge of that. Remember, this isn't TGS, guys. Let's not shoot for the middle this time. Uh, absolutely not. A couple more constants. Uh, we get more bagging on Lutz, which has kind of continued this season, but directly off of last episode, just everyone enters the room and immediately tells everyone to shut up, <laughs> but especially Lutz, even though he's never said a word. Uh, and then we learn that Sue has a last name. She's Franco-Dutch, and... Uh, we'll see more of her. We've seen her sporadically through the series. Uh, but her most prominent thing was at the very beginning of the season, Liz is bringing in Megan Mullally's character to do the adoption process. And she says, anyone that has porn in their office, please take it down. We see Sue and Pete run off to collect their porn. So Sue's going to get a little bit more uh, character development over the next couple of yeah. seasons. Was that her first actual spoken line that wasn't like in unison? Or... I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I say, because I mean, yeah, like you said, she's popped up a decent amount, but I, I don't remember her speaking. Before yeah, this. I think mostly group speak yeah. is where we may have heard her. But yeah, so, but also like, I don't know. It just seems like the word nuke probably not good for anything, any any product. Like, if you're worried about offending anyone, maybe just don't use nuke. It just, it, well, I feel like nuke it in the microwave is still like a not. I mean, it's not necessarily popular, yeah, but you but it's wouldn't not market it uncommon. on a product. You would say it yeah. in passing, like you wouldn't say get the new microwave, the nuke one thousand. I don't like know. Maybe I could see the, the little nuker. I could. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't think so. I disagree. But eh, to each their own. 
<sighs> so meanwhile, Liz has left Kenneth in charge um, to run Thirty Rock, or at least run help run T. Well, no, I guess run Thirty Rock. No, run run the TTS. Liz isn't in charge of the whole building. Well, he seems to think so. He puts up signs and demands everyone. Yes, Studio but Liz, Liz, to... Liz is the showrunner of her show. Right, She's just going right, away. Right, anyway. Uh, after Kenneth's demands of, of all menstruating women to go home and a sign that says no beards or mustaches, uh, Liz returns to 30 Rock to find the writer's room empty and Jack has realized that or has asked them to go up to his office to help uh, sort out um, the naming process and gives Liz a little bit of advice. Where is everybody? They're all dead, Lemon. What? They're all dead unless they come up with a name for my pocket microwave. They're up in my office right now where there are fewer foosballs. So who's writing the show? Now that you're back, uh, I thought you could do it yourself. How hard can it be? Hey, I'm rapping Obama. Welcome to another episode of Robot Bear Talk Show. Hey, I'm Josh doing an impression of De Niro as an auctioneer. Do I hear 1,000? Do I hear 1,000? Wow, that's really good. Jenna fills in time with a song. Good night, good night. Mild applause. You'll be done in an hour. In the meantime, any ideas for microwave names? Oh, okay, um, the Small Wonder, the Micromate, the porta hottie If you're not going to take this seriously, then do your job. Write the show, and more importantly, deal with Tracy. How? That guy's got enough money to pay FCC fines for the next 200 years. Oh, forget the fines. I've already dealt with the FCC. And NBC is issuing an apology on Tracy's behalf. Your problem is your advertisers are pulling out. Oh, my God. With no ads. No ads, no TGS, no TGS. I see you self-publishing your novel and moving back in with your parents. No, okay, I'll go talk to Tracy. Hello, Liz Lemon. Just catching up on some work. Really? Yes. What sounds more shocking? Or... Oh, God. <laughs> Everything's okay. What? No, Tracy, just because you have money doesn't mean you can say whatever thing that you want okay so i can't read his i i can't read what he says in the first thing I'm not that great at lip reading in terms of this i think the second thing he says something with ass but i can't know what the second word is but i'm 99 sure all she says she doesn't say a swear she says donald glover like if read oh, really? lips, i think she said you can't say any donald glover thing you want no no tracy just because you have money doesn't mean you can say whatever thing that you want but like, Glover, you go Glover, like your mouth opens wider when you make an ah sound. Glover, I'm, Glover. Well, I'm, this is a hill that I'm willing to die on. Fine, I, I, <laughs> I do I, not care to, so I'll take your word for it. But I don't think she opens her mouth wide enough on Glover. No, Glover. Glover. I think, Glover. I think that's what because like says. her mouth doesn't open very much. Like, Glo- I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a lip reader by any means. Glover. So you don't have to open your Glo- mouth that wide. Glo- Glo- Glover. 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 <laughs> Let's Let me measure my mouth. Yeah. Walk over to the television. Compare how it's Anyway, this has gotten bigger than you just paying fines. Our sponsors are pulling out because of you, and if we don't have advertisers, they're going to pull the plug on TGS. Think about how you're hurting the crew. I don't want to hurt the crew. I love the crew. All we do is joke around together about our stupid boss Liz Lim. Well, anyway, unless you know an advertiser that really wants to be associated with this, you need to stop. Great idea, Liz Lemon. Wait, which part of what I said are you talking about? The first two thirds. I don't need to stop being myself if I am the advertiser. I have the money. I'll just buy up all the ads and let that hilarious Tracy Jordan character do whatever he wants. Put the phone down. You can't do that. Jack won't let you. We'll see about that. Kenneth. I need you to set up a meeting with you and the folks from ad sales. What do you mean you're not in charge anymore? <laughs> I mean, some may think that's crazy, but that seems like the logical next step for I have money. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Oh, I can buy all the ads too. Yeah. I I know it would be silly because there's no major TV star that would be able to run ads on their own show, but I can't imagine someone's tried it. Like... To, if ad, if they have an advertiser pull out, they can say, "Well, I'll put the I'll put the front of the money for maybe this week and cover the ads." Or uh, I feel like that would be a conflict of interest, though. Running ads on a sh- on a show that you're a part of seems like it could be. I, seems I, like it probably would be illegal. Uh, I, don't 
don't know if it would be illegal. Not, Maybe against like legal, an ether- network's like standards, but I, don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that would necessarily be illegal. But I mean, you hear all the time, like, well, I would say a lot of times Fox News well, about no, people, like people pulling, like a bunch of advertisers pulling their ads. But I mean, yeah. they probably just move spots around from other advertisers yeah. and like show them more than once. I guess it would be a just legal. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not quite the same thing, but like, so Tina Fey was doing American Express ads mm-hmm. and they would run alongside 30 Rock Earrings because that is not necessarily in all areas, maybe in certain areas, but still like, so it's, also, she's not paying for it. In right, Express but she's is. not paying for it, but she's getting paid to do the ad, but yeah. the ad is also running on her show or concurrently with her show. But that's slightly different than her just having a 30-second ad of her talking to consumers. Well, about, hey, buy course. this, do this, do this. So, right. I guess but I mean, not, big networks are negotiating big deals with big corporations. It's not like they're like, oh, we need ads desperately. Any individual, please reach out to us right. and we'll sell you an ad. Like, I mean, they're already making all these deals with I mean, it would so it wouldn't yeah. even, yeah. you know, come to that. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's just silly, and I mean, it's it's still it's funny because it's so ridiculous in this storyline. Like, of course, he can just he'll just start buying, he'll just buy everything. I mean, maybe he could. Does he have enough money to buy NBC? I mean, who knows? He just he buy the you whole have four million dollars. Apparently, that's the benchmark. I mean, how much money is he getting Seinfeld. from his his porn Odyssey video game? I Billions, sixty million, I think. Oh, that's it. Oh, for some reason, I no, thought it was I think billions. It was more than that. I think he sold sixty million. Yeah, sixty. Yeah, sixty million copies. At, $60 a pop Yeah, so, bill, so he's getting billions, he's, yes. And it's probably still selling plus his movie career. Yeah. He's doing, well, like you said, he's got fine. He can pay fines for 200 years, so he's doing pretty well. Uh, meanwhile, up in Jack's office, the, the brainstorming for a name has hit some rocks, so they call it a little bit of a break. Sir, Tracy Jordan from Tracy Co. called to invite you to a luncheon celebrating their new ad campaign. What? Seriously, Jonathan, not now. All right, everyone, it's back to the drawing board. Legal rejected all of our ideas. Every one of the names we came up with was offensive in some language, including English, Frank. They knew what a hot Richard was? So we're going to think outside the box a little bit here. I'm going to pick some random letters from this bag of Scrabble tiles. Let fate choose a name for us. V. A. G. Why don't we start over? N. I. I have an idea. Why don't I just pull them all at once? Why don't we take a break? Uh, Jonathan, could you get Lemon on the phone for me, please? So I'm glad they don't go the G. They just do the N, I, and that's enough. Yeah. The look that Tufford's giving is just so perfect but also when they're doing the VAG they cut to Frank and he's just got the biggest goofiest smile on his face like he's like yeah I like where this is going and the last one was Hitler yeah <laughs> it's a which name. would also not be a good name no no I'm glad that name doesn't exist I guess Adolf pretty much died off too well I don't know least, entirely but well not entirely but I just I mean I feel like it has such a stigma it's oh, gonna be sure. yeah. a couple of centuries before it's back in style I think yeah well, we come to the courtroom, and the jury is hearing the. So this is the defendant, and she yes. basically just admits that she does. She she, she she's yeah. not a very good uh, witness for herself. No, <laughs> it's almost like everything they were. She just was told not to do. She does, yeah. but she's pretty proud of her oh, actions. Yeah. So. And it's it's a fun monologue of her just telling this like. She really sells the story. Like you can really envision everything yeah. that, that she's going through. And she makes Liz think. Yeah. She she connects with her, Liz. Her situation sounds very familiar very to Liz. Familiar. Ms. Gawke, how long have you been an employee of Mailboxes Plus? I have been an assistant manager there for over seven years. And how would you describe the events that took place there on December 17th? The night of the fire, yes. Christmas was always a very busy time at the store. Throw in a late Hanukkah and the fact that I work in a Kwanzaa neighborhood, and it all made for a very stressful day. I sent Malik uptown for more 18-inch boxes, but he returned unrepentant with 12-inch ones. Christine was late, as well as Harry S. They said it was a problem with the subways, but I suspect they were doing sex with each other. How many employees do you have, Ms. Gawkey? I supervise 12 employees most of whom would be unemployable in any other field. They are selfish, irresponsible people who I know talk about me behind my back. They seem to think that their job is wasting my time and energy by making their every minuscule problem my personal responsibility. They don't care. 
And don't even get me started on Tracy and Jenna. And when the last one of them trundled off that night, I smelled the air and I could feel that it was time. Time for a new beginning. And I knew that this was possible only through a cleansing fire. It would all have to burn. The packing peanuts, the delivery slips, all of it would dance in the warm mouth of my fire. And a new, better, wonderful me would rise from the ashes like a phoenix. Behold, the splendor of my beginning. I rest my case, Your Honor. <laughs> so that was the prosecutor, I guess? I guess that would be the prosecutor. I feel like if it were the defendant, he'd be like, no, stop, 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 stop what you're doing. But yeah, she just openly admits that she did it. Yeah. Also, nice parallel with Rising Like a Phoenix to Liz's yeah. line at the beginning of the episode yeah. before yeah. she gets knocked over by the bike messenger. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very almost exact same line yeah. delivery. Yeah. <sighs> no, I, I, that was a long scene, so we apologize for the length, but it was such, it's just so good. Such a good monologue of, of telling her story. And, and Liz just each and every inch of it just reacting more and more to it and connecting more and more with it it's, it's a good job but at least she knows it's going to be a short trial there's, there's, I mean, yeah. she just admitted to it so we come back Jack's office they're in the final stages of, of naming and Kenneth might have the best name yet desperate times call for desperate measures underlings I want to hear your ideas Oh, my God. I knew this day would come. I have so much inside of me. My first idea is a movie that combines action and romance. Kenneth, you go. A name for a pocket microwave oven. That's neat. A little microwave oven. So it's kind of like a fun cooker. The fun cooker. Yes. It's snappy, fresh, and incapable of offending. Jonathan, get legal on the phone. Kenneth, I owe you one. Warm hug, you mean? Jonathan. Sir, they're reading Mr. Jordan's apology, if you want to watch it. I regret any pain my words and actions may have caused. I apologize to my family, my fans, and the American public. Peace and love, Tracy Jordan. A heartfelt apology from a comedy icon, and we'll be right back. I do not apologize, America. I did not even write that apology. I am advertiser Tracy Jordan, and I approve this message. I am an advertiser. I am an advertiser. Is that 30 seconds yet? <laughs> Doesn't matter. We have the fun cooker. <laughs> My favorite reaction there is Kenneth when he thinks one like, hug uh, you mean? he's owed one hug. <laughs> Oh, he's so adorable. Uh, but Liz is just about to leave as it's seemingly they've they've ended the jury or they've ended the trial. She's found guilty and Miss Gawkey has some parting words for Liz. Kenneth, hi, it's Liz. I should be able to get up there in an hour. Where are you rushing off to? Work? Not me. I'm going to have a sandwich in my cell and take a nap. This man opens doors for me. I'm free. I'm freer than you. I'm freer than you. So we cut back to 30 Rock. Liz has made it just in time for the Robot Bear talk show, and everything is seemingly going swimmingly. Yeah, sorry. Apparently they're following Jack's outline for the episode. Yeah, seemingly. Jenna's in the bear costume. She's ready to go. Cast is set for Robot Bear talk show. I'm back. I'm back. What's going on? What have they done? Do we need to shut this down? Lemon, calm down. Everything's going to work out just fine. The show's about to begin. Your sketch is adequate, but I've got the fun cooker. What? What about the... It's the bear and robot talk show. Jenna needs to sleep or she's going to die! Which one of you is Jenna? Oh. Go to sleep! Sleep, Jenna! Sleep! It's for your own good! Don't fight me! Tracy, please cover for them. Check out my fun cooker! Did he just say fun cooker? Oh, that's why I've heard that. Sleep, Jenna! Go to commercial. Go to commercial! Go to commercial! Hi, I'm Tracy Jordan. My wife is throwing away some of our old towels. Do you want them? Because they're out by the trash cans. Now, that's got to be 30 seconds. Nine. Okay, here comes the fun cooker. 
a lot going on there. A lot happening. A lot of visuals. Yeah. So at the beginning when they were talking about the anti-sleeping pill, I was like, wait a second. Because like, it's what, seven days? You can die after seven days of not having any sleep. So I was like, so does it also erase whatever need you have for sleep? But obviously, no, it is not because... Yeah. It just kills Dr. You. Spaceman runs onto set and tries to beat Jenna into sleeping, yeah. I guess. I feel like in order for her to go to sleep, she'd have to be knocked unconscious. Yeah. Which you're not supposed to go to sleep if you if you get knocked unconscious, so I'm not sure what his plan is. But he's not exactly the best doctor, no. so he should... it's it's a lot of funny visual stuff, him repeatedly slamming her, Tracy coming on screen. I don't know why he's pulling his pants down unless he's just like, I can pay the fine for showing my butt. So I'm gonna Exactly. Do he can do whatever he wants. Like he he doesn't even go out there because they tell him to cover. He just goes out there. He's like, like, was he going to do that in the skit anyway? Like, even if even if the bear wasn't getting beat Maybe. up, was he just going to walk into the skit and like pull his pants down? And then there's a small, uh, it doesn't, I don't think it comes out of, nothing comes of it, but where at the very end, Dr. Spaceman, like, grabs a bench to hit Jenna with, but he, he swings back and hits uh, Jack with it, and Jack gets knocked out. But I don't think there's any repercussions from it. So yeah. maybe, I, I feel like they, there could have been one... Maybe it's a deleted scene, but maybe there would have been one shot of him with like a black eye or bruised eye or something oh, yeah. from the from the table or the chair hitting him. But yeah, nothing comes of it. Um, yeah. I'll, yeah. Um, the only thing is, though, like, I, I I know the way they're playing is like, oh, no one's offended by the phone cooker. Oh, wait. But it's like, I feel like if that happened in real life, that would be an even better reason why to name it that because... Oh, in the meme? Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, it would get so much free publicity and marketing yeah. value because of that connection. I mean, yeah, it's weird that they can't, they can't call it the phone cooker now because he shows himself on TV and it's like, so what people are going to think of the phone cooker, they just think of his ass and that's yeah. the problem. And it's like, no. It I mean, it's synergy it. because now... It's more people watch his show. More, yeah. right, exactly. More people yeah. watch NBC. More people yeah, buy the, the fun GE Shinehartwig Universal products. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a weird it's a weird out for the yeah for that story to end. But yeah, I mean, I don't, we're not executives, so maybe there's That's know, true. more to it. But anyway, uh, Liz calls everyone into her office. She has a moment of reflection and some really bad CG of a flame. Um, she inadvertently lights her office on fire that everyone is locked inside. Um, but after they're all freed and released, uh, they have some parting words for Liz. Oh, 9 a.m. Monday, right, Liz? I'll be there with pants on. <laughs> You're the best. Hi, girlfriend. Let's go out this weekend and talk about you. <laughs> All I did was ask for a diet slice of some pita chips. Nice try, Liz. Now it's my turn. Well, they're all terrified of you. That'll get you a week of good behavior. My containers. My new beginning. Lemon, we've both had a rough week. You went firebug, and I'm sitting on four million mini-microwaves that legal won't let out of the warehouse. I suggest we both go to our respective homes, open a bottle of wine, and heat up some ham in the shower. It works in the shower? You know what? This really is the best day ever. Here comes the fun cooker! So does it just run on batteries, I'm assuming? If you're putting it in the shower, it's, it's not electrical. Hydro-powered. I'm just curious how that would work. Because you can't plug it in if you're going in the shower. You'll die. Yeah. Well, didn't it's they say it was... See, I say... Right. You have to say... Battery-operated. I want to say... Did, was there something you said at the beginning about it being battery-operated? Maybe not. Maybe I'm Maybe just it's like, like a rechargeable. Well, room. rechargeable wasn't well, too common around. By TV, it's powered by TV magic. TV magic. That's always a fun... fun TV magic can make anything work. That's very true. Absolutely. Uh, that's a fun cooker. Again... Solid episode. A lot of zaniness. That really classic 30 Rock uh, whip whiplash effect of just story running into story, running into story, running into story. Um, we, we sort of glossed over the Kenneth storyline just because we had to cut some stuff out, but it, it, was, it was relatively brief. Uh, he's only It's like two scenes where he's in charge. In charge, but, yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, it was a lot of fun. The, the Janie Jumplin' Jump stuff Janie continues. Jumplin. 
is continuing. The synonym is another word for the word you want to use is fantastic line. Um, the acting of the the parallels of the rat. The, again, we had to cut a lot of these scenes just for time, but there's they keep cutting between Dr. Spaceman doing his tests on the rat and the parallels of what the rat is doing. Jenna's also doing so. The rat's drinking a ton of water. Jenna's drinking a ton of water. Uh, the rat is just like continuously trying to claw and climb up the glass cage that it's in. And so when they're filming, Jenna's doing the exact same thing and she has to like tell the, the director, like, no, this is what the character would be doing. This is just what I feel that she would be doing. Um, and then obviously the, the rat dying because lack of sleep. Uh, and that's why he has to rush in to, to knock her out. So, yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of vis- fun visual jokes as well as just a lot of jokes in this episode that I, I I don't know how I kind of slept on this episode of just how much is in this. A lot of a lot of really funny bits. Yes, I agree. At the beginning, it is an excellent episode that I'm surprised I don't didn't remember more about. Yeah, I remembered the beats and everything. Like I, I especially remember the fun cooker stuff, but. Um, there was just a lot that I, I kind of either blended with other episodes or I just kind of spaced on um, remembering. But yeah, solid episode. So uh, we, we we played some clips earlier, but we didn't uh, specifically talk in about Jackie Hoffman, who plays the defendant. And like mm-hmm. her, her monologue is great because she, she, like, she does it like very dramatically and seriously while it's yeah. like completely ridiculous. Like it's so funny. Her delivery. Of I don't know. I mean, it really, yeah. like, it's just, again, she just has such a way with the words that it really just paints a picture of how relatable it is in terms of being, you know, manager or assistant manager of a retail store and just how stressful that can be. And especially when you're working, like she says, like when you're working with people that don't appreciate you or appreciate the job and you know, probably talk about you behind your back, things like that. Like, it's such a relatable uh, story that it's like, man, I yeah, I, I I get it. Like I I would never get to the point where I want to burn the store down or hurt anybody. But at the same time, like the stress and everything that comes with that job is absolutely relatable. And I think she just does such a good delivery of it. Yeah. Um. I haven't. I can't say I know too much that the actress has been in other things. But like looking at her IMDb, she's like we said earlier she's just one of those character actors yeah. she's just she's she's been in a ton of things but she's never really been a regular on too many things yeah i mean if you do recognize her voice just google her i'm pretty sure you will recognize her by her picture um but i mean she's played like the like random jewish mother on mm. many things mm. <laughs> or That's mildly offensive let's say random jewish mother <laughs> random jewish well i mean she's just i mean no, I, you know i mean she just she, she just looks like a which I and I can say it's because I'm Jewish. She just looks very Jewish. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what's there to say? I mean, you know what I mean? She, she, she just, you know, her, that, that's kind of her stick is is being a funny Jewish woman. To avoid myself from getting in trouble, I'm moving on. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I agree in terms of like she's she's a very funny woman, and the stuff that I've seen her in, and I, I only assume this helped catapult her to get some more attention because I think. She she did great in this, and I'm happy to see her IMD showing that she got more work after. So. Oh, yeah, she's been working for yeah for a long time. Yeah. She yeah. reminds me almost like of a uh, Carol Burnett era style comedy of just like very straight laced, but can play a character when she needs to kind of style. So you go, Jackie Hoffman, you did it. Uh, any other thoughts about the fun cooker before we wrap up? Let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. All right. Well, as always, thanks for listening and joining us on Go To There. If you like what we're doing, ratings and reviewing and all that fun stuff is going to be the best way to help us out. Again, we're coming up on not only the new year, but the anniversary of the launch of the podcast. So we got a couple episodes and and we'll we'll be in 2020 and we'll be at episode 52. So... Look forward to that. And um, what's up next week? What's up next week? We got season thirteen. Uh, season thirteen. Season thirteen of Thirty Rock. No, we got episode fifty-one. The bubble. Doctor Baird is back in the picture, and the bubble starts to pop. Do you remember this episode? I have no recollection of that. But maybe it will be another excellent zany one like this one, or not. It's zany, but it's a little bit more chill. But you'll just have to zany, but also chill. I can't yeah, zany wait. that like it's got a wild storyline, but it's still relatively grounded. So you just have to wild and grounded, wild. zany and chill. Can't wait. 
<sighs> anyway, um, and we're also doing our we're 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 slowly going through shows of the decade of the last decade, and we're going to build uh, a short list. Uh, it's going to be really like. Do you have an idea of what how many should make the cut, or is it just like we're just going to oh, say yeah. everything? Because I've got quite a no, list. No, 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 no. Oof, that's going to be tough, man. Uh, so we're 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 working on our lists of doing our favorite shows of the past decade. Uh, I think the metric that we're going for right now is anything that carried into. I mean, anything that prominently aired in the 2010s. So yeah. things like Thirty Rock and Mad Men that aired before, like started airing like 2007, 2008, but went to the middle of the decade are definitely eligible. Yeah, they make the because yeah. I was looking into some lists and I was like, yeah. well, Parks and Rec technically started, so it's not a yeah show of this decade, but it ran. Parks and Rec definitely counts. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, bad, I've know, been looking at a lot of lists and noticing like some of them have weird rules, like and like everyone is defining mm-hmm. their own rules. So some people are saying like. Um, I think I saw one list that was like, if you aired at least two seasons before the decade, you're not eligible, even if you had most of your seasons. I mean, it's fine. I mean, I guess yeah, whatever criteria, it's, but yeah. it's, but I guess notably, Mad Men and 30 Rock are both shows that aired two seasons before this decade. So if those are, that's your criteria, you're cutting off two that are near the top of a lot of other lists. So yeah. it's interesting. It's just, it's also interesting seeing how people come up with their own methodology and way of sorting it out. I can't remember which website it was. One of them said something, the Leftovers was their number one. I was like, oh, that's, I've seen that pop up on a lot of lists. That was the, I've, I've seen the first two seasons, and I don't know if I'll ever get around to the third, just because, not because it's not good, it's just the kind of show that obviously some people really like, but if the other thing is a show where you can appreciate it, but not necessarily like, like it or want to watch yeah. it, so that's yeah. kind of where I fall in, you where I can say, it. like, oh, this is like, you know, this is very well done and well written, but it's like, this is not for me. really hard to just get through. Yeah, that's fair. it's... Yeah, so yeah. look look forward to that kind of hooray uh, analog. That will be an extra segment analysis. at the end of our episode. So we'll still be, do a normal epi- thirty rock episode yeah. recap, and yeah, then yeah, we'll yeah. just do a segment at the end that, yeah, to round up the yeah. the year and the decade. We'll yeah. we'll do just a little special uh, anyway. But look forward to next week's uh, episode fifty one, the bubble. David takes that. See you next time. be raunchy!